Hello and welcome to Silicon Valley Impact. This is Roger Royce here on Tal Radio, where every week we talk to one of the movers and shakers here in Silicon Valley, doing something that has a big impact uh, on the community, on the ecosystem, on the world. And today we have James Ehrlich uh, talking to us from the campus at Stanford. He is the founder of Regen Villages, an impact for-profit company that's doing big things with self-sustainable uh, villages, including in particular agricultural technology. So James, welcome. Thank you for being here. Absolutely my pleasure. Great to see you again, Roger. So, so we don't usually do this, but I think it'd be good if we just start off with you kind of telling us uh, what, what Regen Villages is and what it does. And for those of you that are able to see the screen, that are watching the video, you can see some of the uh, the slides that Jim has. So Jim, why don't you go ahead and take it away? Sure. So Regen Villages is a Stanford University spinoff company that I founded in 2016 as a, a Dutch impact for profit uh, holding company. Um, our main goal is, is pretty straightforward, which is to realize the future of neighborhoods and neighborhood infrastructure around clean food, uh, clean water, renewable energy and, and waste to resource management, uh, all in the footprint of, of a self-reliant neighborhood context. And basically the goal for Regen Villages is to replace uh, current subdivision developments that are kind of paving over farmland and to rezone this agricultural land for a balance between both um, new build energy positive housing, which is critical around the world, but also that we don't uh, pave over the majority of the farmland. We actually create these really beautiful, lush, biodiverse communities that um, really, for the first time ever, understand how their infrastructure relates to each other. So our, our um, model, if you will, has been around mycelial networks, so digital kind of fungal networks that can share resources across vast distances. And, and so this concept really of this Village OS software, which is this patented um, data model that we have uh, going forward that's creating the infrastructure both to design these beautiful self-reliant neighborhoods and then operate these self-reliant uh, communities. Around those pieces I mentioned before, uh, so that's uh, clean water, organic food production, uh, energy, uh, renewable energy and waste to resource management. And, and so if you can imagine taking a, uh, an open piece of land, let's say in this case, something like 60 acres or 25 hectare, and being able to imagine using generative design, machine learning to like a sim city, what would this piece of land look like with four or 500 homes on it? where two thirds of this land opportunity is actually essentially productive, biodiverse and, and supportive of people's well-being and flourishing, right? So it really all starts with a combination of soil-based uh, biodynamic organic farming, which is basically a, a quilt or patchwork of, of permaculture. Then we marry that with controlled environment farming with aquaponics and aeroponic in these greenhouses. So we get this year round uh, productive nutrition that's shrimp, crawfish, several species of freshwater uh, fish protein, but also that the waste from the fish actually is fertilizer 
for the plants and the cultivars. And also connected to these greenhouses are the chicken coops and small animal barns. So we're getting also the vermiculture, the digestive of the waste, the food and animal waste, which are black soldier fly larvae and aquatic worms. And it's, you get this picture, right, of this circular system, this symbiotic system that's really models the natural world. From an Elon Musk perspective or a Tesla perspective, imagine these neighborhoods being able to communicate with each other and over the world being able to improve or mitigate based on where they are in climate zones. So it's very exciting in terms of the data repository side. But our goal is to focus on social affordable access for housing and, and to blend that with market rates so that we get you know, this reasonable rate of impact return, but also that we're bringing these very beautiful, diverse communities together where people can age in place. My, my current affiliation at Stanford is in the School of Medicine in what's called the Stanford Flourishing Project, which is all about setting the circumstances for happy longevity. Um, we also understand that, that autonomous transit is coming and that mobility on demand or mobility as a service will be ubiquitous around the world within the next decade. So we don't need driveways, we don't need garages, and most importantly, we're seeing supply chains around the world that are breaking, that are brittle. And so we're really envisioning this new era of hyper-local and regional supply chain systems that are really invigorated by these new build communities. So we have connection to the top companies in the world with their own siloed approaches to, to uh, infrastructure that can speak to our Village OS software. And also because I continue my affiliation at Stanford and also appointed faculty to Singularity University, we've got these vast uh, university collaborations all around the world. And our goal is really pretty straightforward. It's um, sustainable development goal impact with impact rates of return based on asset-backed land residential housing, which is a solid kind of investment vehicle. But most importantly, we've been part of the UN Climate Secretariat Resilience Lab. We're part of the EU Commission on Smart Rural Villages and on the Network for Rural Development. <clears throat> because when you look at region villages, we answer pretty much all of the 17 sustainable development goals under one you know, impact for profit um, umbrella. So that's an overview about Regen Villages. And I'm really grateful to be able to, to share that with you here today. Wow, that is really fascinating. Um, just looking through uh, the, the vision that you have and, and what, you're, what you're accomplishing here. So, so tell me, uh, how far along are you in this project? Are you pretty close to actually having one of these villages built? Yeah, absolutely. So we have um, active appraisals going on in several really viable and beautiful locations around the world. Um, roughly speaking, in Portugal, in the Netherlands, um, in the UK, in Sweden, in Norway, here in the US, uh, on the big island of Hawaii and Canada. We also opened up an office uh, in Santiago, in Chile. So there's a lot of really interesting opportunities for us, both in developed economic areas and emerging economic areas to, to realize this from an industrialized 
scale approach, which is essentially connecting ourselves to the prefab, constructing manufacturers, the landowners, the developers, and again, using our Village OS software to, to be this sort of glue and synapse between these parties to be able to get these land opportunities fast track permitted. You know, this seems to me, I know you're a, a for-profit impact company, but there's so much social utility in this. Uh, I feel like this is the kind of thing that you would want to, or maybe even have to work hand in hand with government to put in place. Has there been a lot of interest in, in local and maybe even maybe even national and federal governments in supporting this project? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we, we founded a Dutch holding company primarily because we were attracted you know, by the, uh, the national government in the Netherlands to come there and to create an entity and to look at developing not only in the Netherlands, but around the world. And, and also being part of the UN Climate Secretariat Resilience Lab, our goal is to become what's called a UNOPS, which is essentially a for-profit um, UN monikered uh, impact company. So we, are, we definitely realize that we have to change the rules. There's a lot of policy changes that need to happen. Uh, and also that there's plenty of opportunity for sovereign wealth and pension funds to really see the right kind of impact and the rate of return that they need to be able to build these communities rapidly. Yeah, and, and I'm sure that something, the Netherlands I, I know is, is all in on, on these sorts of, of things. I bet that's a, a really good place for you to, to kick this off or do some major uh, promotion and development. I, for example, I know they're doing a lot with vertical farming and uh, these big geodesic domes, et cetera. Um, so tell me a little bit about the, about, well, first of all, is this going to be like a, a carbon negative solution? Is this something that is just totally self-contained uh, that's going to maybe take more carbon out of the system than it puts in, or at least not add more carbon? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's, a, there's definitely a carbon footprint at the, at the front of any new build you know, residential development. Um, that's the housing, that's the solar voltaic, it's the different systems, et cetera. But, but there's a carbon bank essentially that we're, that we're establishing that over a period of three years, five years, 10 years, et cetera, that we actually sequester more carbon and we actually create the circumstance where people are having to be very comfortable not commuting places. They can live and work and feed their families and be in these communities that are that are resilient, we like to say, uh, in dynamically changing environmental, uh, economic, and now social cha changing times. Yeah. So, so it's totally. Is it totally self-contained? Would you say? In a in a, in a developed context, developed economic context, we think we could probably feed maybe sixty percent or so of the daily nutritional. Uh, requirements for the community. So that because people have a taste for processed foods or wow. for, for big, you know, you know, animal protein like beef and other kinds of things and pork, we're not going to be doing that kind of a big slaughter, you know, in, in these communities. However, in an emerging economic uh, environment, especially people who are more willing to have vegetarian, vegan diets, we believe that we can get to 100% self-sufficiency in these communities. And, and really it's about district scale failures, right? It's about when the power goes out in the district and when the water is interrupted or when you have these disruptions to supply chain. So you're starting to see your shelves going bare, right? 
that's where living in a regen village community starts to to pay off. Yeah, I'll, I'll bet. And then just another social aspect of if this encourages people to nobody, you know, you don't have to make everybody completely vegan. You encourage people to be a little more vegan. That can have a huge impact, of course, on the world, is what they tell me. Well, it's it's also about the fact that it's a new model for for agricultural economics, because if you're dealing with with farm to table uh, metric, essentially you're farming for the neighborhood of four or 500 families, plus the external community surrounding in terms of community supported agriculture subscriptions, all of a sudden you're paying living wages to these organic family farmers who also then have access to live in these social affordable communities. And then it's not like dealing with this, this sort of component of big ag, which is creating food and then moving it hundreds of kilometers or thousands of kilometers away um, in that process. Yeah. And, and I don't have to tell you, agriculture is, is an odd industry. You know, there's inefficiencies all over the place. I mean, you, you mentioned the supply chain problems, but boy, it's deeper than that. It's complex. It's heavily subsidized. And I really love the idea that, that you're creating a market solution, a market solution to this problem that can replicate itself around the world. Not to be too much of a VC here, but you know, I am in Silicon Valley, so I always think technology. And as I'm looking at what you're doing, I'm thinking, you know, what is it about this that makes this work? What makes it different? Why is it revolutionary? Is there a technology component? Yes, absolutely. So I talked about it briefly in, in the presentation that I did in the first segment, which is our Village OS software, which we've you know, patented. It's a, an elegant data model that is agnostic middle layer of software that's intended really to use machine learning for generative design, kind of like SimCity to realize sort of virtual simulated villages on, on given land opportunities. That will help to move the process forward rapidly in terms of rezoning and fast track planning conditions. And then the second part of the Village OS software is once the neighborhoods are built, the software then is the local server that will oversee the day-to-day -day regenerative resilient infrastructure. And that's really, really critical uh, because the machine learning loves the complexity of what we're talking about here. And moreover, it's about human and planetary flourishing, full stop. Yeah, yeah, it's fascinating, really interesting. So, so James, I, I gotta ask, uh, how, how you came to this project. Is your background, I know you're in a medical school, uh, you mentioned to me, but is your background agriculture? Is it city planning? Is it medicine? What, what, what is your story? Mm, I'm a, I'm a <clears throat> excuse me, I'm a generalist. So basically <laughs> I, um, I got my undergrad at New York University and I moved out to Silicon Valley 30 plus years ago to start a software company doing video game design and special effects for motion pictures. So we were doing um, all different kinds of really cool tools and technology using software in terms of, of media and, and media platforms. And, but I was based north, my company that I founded was in Marin County. And I was surrounded by these really beautiful, lush, organic, biodynamic family farms. So I started to learn about Rudolf Steiner, and Buckminster Fuller and Bill Mollison. You know, these are the, you know, the kind of the shoulders that, that I stand on really. And um, as I was doing the case study research, I started to film the stories of these family farmers. And, and that was just 
incredibly enlightening for me. So that turned actually into a television cooking series that I produced and directed for almost a decade um, while I was still running a software company. The TV show was called Organic Living. Um, we had a sister show called Hippie Gourmet. And at the apex of that TV series reached 35 million homes a week on national public television. And that was you know, so impactful to me. So when I came to Stanford, in 2012, I had this idea in my head for a software relationship to nature. And that's when I started to do this research about mycelial, mycorrhizal networks and, and the fungal in, uh, inoculations. And not only that, but how they um, signal to each other across the forest floor, um, a have need network. And I thought, well, that's a really elegant solution for how we can understand how these kinds of new build eco-village communities can get uh, built. So that's what kicked off the research initiative at Stanford starting in 2012 and 2013. And then we got to a point roughly in 2015 where we realized, hey, the world really needs this uh, in, in an industrialized way rapidly. We need to be able to build these communities as quickly as we can because we understood that the tech all works. It's not a matter of science, technology, or physics. It's really a matter of policy and money to get these things done. So that's when we founded the, the Dutch Holding Company as a spinoff um, in 2016. And then I changed my affiliation uh, and I became what's called an entrepreneur in residence uh, at Stanford oh. in 2016. I see. Yeah, it's really fascinating. Uh, you know, we were talking during the break a little bit about how what you're really talking about is going back to the way that America used to be. We used to have small, you know, self-sufficient communities uh, based on, especially in agrarian societies like the places where I came from. And I have to chuckle when you talk about uh, the world being paved over. I've always viewed a lot of farmers as being real estate developers in disguise, uh, just waiting for the right opportunity. So it sounds like we're really kind of going back to basics here, but we're doing it in a very efficient, self-sufficient, smart way. Exactly. I mean, that's, that's you know, I'm, I'm inspired by what I call Amish tech. You know what I mean? You know, in Pennsylvania, when the power goes out for the Amish, you know, it's Tuesday, right? In other words, it doesn't matter. I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, have you... Ha I got to ask, uh, has, has COVID been pretty hard on your business? Has it kind of slowed you down or, or not really? Have you been able to sit in the lab and kind of come up with new ideas? Actually, it's been uh, uh, the opposite. Uh, Pre-COVID, you know, our concept, you know, certainly, you know, we got a lot of press coverage and it was very sort of the sort of boutique idea about people living sort of near suburban or further from cities. And um, <clears throat> many people kind of viewed my thought process as a bit like Chicken Little. Like we were predicting that at some point cities might not feel as safe as they used to for a variety of reasons. And, and then because of COVID, all of a sudden I went from chicken little to a pundit, like almost overnight. <laughs> so it's, it's um, it really, we've seen an exodus now from cities all around the world that people are be, you know, really understanding that they can work remotely. And not only that, but they want to live closer to nature. We have never been further disassociated from our natural world than we are now. And so a lot of people are really beginning to wake up to this fact that they want to be close to and engaged with and have access with uh, their, their natural resource flows. So Regen Villages fits this perfectly 
because it allows these people to move to the countryside into these turnkey neighborhoods where they don't have to be farmers, they don't have to be engineers, they buy a house, they rent a house, they pay a monthly association fee, and all of those amenities, the services of food, water, energy, waste to resource management are all handled by the operating company. Yeah, you know, you think about it, your timing, timing is everything, right? And right now we're, we're seeing a big trend in a lot of things that kind of are converging. It's like a perfect storm. We're seeing a grow local movement. We're seeing a renewed interest in organic. We're seeing consumers being very concerned about transparency. So this is all, and, and of course, you know, environment, a big concern about the environment, awareness of climate, uh, as well as kind of what agriculture um, can, can you know, the, the carbon footprint, not only that, the environmental footprint that agriculture has. So it's all coming together at the right time for you, it seems. Exactly, and we, we presented at COP26 in Glasgow uh, last month, month and a half ago. And, and really, you know, we're, we're, we're setting the frame and the example for how these communities can be realized faster, more efficiently, but moreover, that every time you build a Regen Villages and Regen Villages-like community powered by our Village OS software, we reduce burdens on governments, local, regional, national. We reduce burdens on healthcare systems because people are living healthier, happier lives. We broker peaceful places because people feel safe that they're going to be fed and they're hydrated and all their needs will be met. So all of these reasons um, are indicative of why we need to be doing this at such a rapid pace here on earth. Sounds great. So last question for you, James, if someone wants to learn more about your project and what you're doing, how do they find you or get a hold of you? It's pretty straightforward. Uh, it's uh, regenvillages.com. So that's regen, which is R-E-G-E-N, villages.com. And it's easy to find me because I'm james at regenvillages.com. Okay, Roger Royce talking to James Ehrlich here on Silicon Valley Impact. We're talking about Regen Villages on Tel Radio. I want to thank you for being here, James, and thank you, audience, for listening.